It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Today, we're going to talk about should the Wizards have interest in Usman Garuba or Ty Ty Washington? And we're going to get to one hot take question. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so Usman, Garuba, and Ty Ty Washington were just waived. They are free agents. They are available to be picked up or claimed off waivers. Uh, the Wizards don't have a lot of front court depth at all. It's Gafford, Mike Muscala, and if Gafford gets in any type of foul trouble, then Muscala is going to be your main big man or, or, or main center. So uh, what are your thoughts on either one? Uh, do you think the Wizards have any interest in uh, picking up either one of the, either one of these guys? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, you know, we were, we, we were both big fans of Ty Ty coming out of Kentucky, uh, Kentucky guards, you know, I'm a Kentucky guy. So I'm a little biased a little bit, just a little bit, but um, I mean, absolutely. You know, we need a two way spot to be, we need somebody to take up that spot. So, you know, one of these guys will definitely, be the answer for that third two-way spot. Now, looking at Usman Garuba, um, he played power forward or center. And at the center position, he's he's a slightly un, uh, undersized at six eight, but you know he shows promise at that position. But he's got the weight, the, the kind of bang around there with the centers at 230, 230 pounds. But looking at his stat line real quick, um, two years in Houston. Uh, this previous season, he actually played in seventy five games, started one, averaged around thirteen minutes a game. Shot 48% from the field, 40 from three, but the sample size is a little small. Um, rebounds 4.1 and then points per game three. So Aruba's intriguing prospect coming out of, you know, he played in the Spanish league for a little bit. Um, like I said, a little undersized, but then if you look at players like Isaiah Stewart at Detroit, he's around 6'8, 6'9, and he's shown that he can play center. So maybe, you know, maybe you take a fire on him. Um, look at Tai Tai. Like I said, I'm I was a big fan of Tai Tai. Coming out of the draft out of Kentucky, and uh, he only played one year. Uh, drafted by Houston, averaged around four point seven points a game, one point five assists, and he played around fourteen minutes a game. Played thirty one games and started two. So the sample size is a little small, but you know, if I had to choose between the two, I'm I guess I would roll with Tata. You know, um, definitely I would give him minutes in the Capital City Go Go because right now our backcourt, the point guard position is overabundance right now if you look at you know Rawlings if you look at DeLon Wright you know we're still trying to figure out what we're going to do with the depth at point guard so I think he would definitely have to get minutes at Capital City Go-Go but I think either one of them really I mean if you have a chance I mean depending on the roster makeup you know we need depth to center like you said um behind Gaff the Scala you know there's no Vuksovic this year because he's staying in Europe so I mean I would not have a problem with signing either one I think that you know we definitely need to look at depth at the the front, car, uh, front court position, excuse me. and But Tata is intriguing. 
especially after the deadline, you know, when you loosen up some minutes, um, depending on they move DeLon right, you know, depending what they do with Rollins, maybe you take a flyer on Tata and see what he can do in the system. But, you know, I would definitely take a flyer on both of these or at least one of them. Yeah, so either one, uh, I definitely would have some sort of interest in. I think if I had to lean towards one, I think Ty Ty's the more talented player, but as far as a position of need, the Wizards need another big man desperately. Uh, they could definitely use another. They just need bodies out there. They don't even have bodies. I think right now, if Gaffer gets in foul trouble, if he gets hit with a pump fake and then he sets an illegal screen or he gets winded, he gets tired, then you know, you're going to have to put Mescala in there and you know you got nights where you're going to against Joel Embiid, Jokic. Um, you know, guys like Valanchunas, even Steven Adams, Anthony Davis put a 55 against us last year, even when we had Porzingis. So right now it, it's looking rough for us against other other bigs who are who are bigger than Gafford or stronger than Gafford. And that's a lot of bigs in this league. Uh, so it's looking like it's going to be a little rough. And Mescal is not going to stop anybody in the post either. Now, Garuba can actually – he's more of a defensive-minded big. And, and Gafford is a defensive-minded guy too. But I think Garuba would be would be very interesting because, you know, not only does he guard bigs, but sometimes he can step out there and guard uh, threes and fours. So he has a lot of positional positional versatility and a lot of positional flexibility as a defender. He's not much of a scorer, but he has improved from the three point line. So he has tried to he has tried to you know improve his game and stretch the floor, like you brought up. Isaiah Stewart has tried to do the same thing too. Not much of a lob threat, uh, solid finisher, bad free throw shooter. But he's a young prospect, you know, a guy that you can get on a two-way contract just to, you know, go out there and, and, you know, set a hard screen, take some fouls, finish around the rim, screen, you know, screen and roll, pick and pop. So I think Garuba would be uh, definitely an uh, interesting pickup. Now, uh, just looking at some of his numbers, like you brought up, he, he had like what three points a game, four points a game his first two seasons, just didn't get a lot of playing time with the Rockets. I did think he was a little overdrafted. I thought he was more of a late first-rounder. He kind of went in the middle of the first round. Now, last year, look at some of the numbers. This is from uh, Bradu NBA on uh, on social media. He found some numbers. He was the sixth best isolation. He had the sixth best isolation defensive field goal percentage in the NBA, and he guards primary ball handlers twenty eight point seven percent of the time. Uh, he was also in the ninety seventh percentile in pickpocketing and grades out with an A in the main defensive uh, player impact metrics. That's per uh, B ball index. So he um. He's a darn good defender. We need some more. We meet, we need some more defensive-minded guys out there. So, and this is a this is a research and development season. So you you kind of just want to see what these young, young guys can do. So you just take a quick flyer on him. Of course, he's going to be on a cheap contract because he's a young prospect. And uh, you know, especially with Vucevic not being there, you just need more depth. You know, Gafford knock on wood if he has an injury, Mascala has an injury, then at least you have a big that you can lean on that can go out there and rebound. He had a couple of good games. He had a couple a uh, couple of solid games. Where he had, you know, nine point seven rebounds. He's playing in Spain right now in FIBA. He has seven points, eight rebounds, and seven assists. So he's a good passer as well. Uh, had a couple of double doubles in the G League games, and then uh, Ty Ty. I like. We both like Ty Ty coming out coming out of Kentucky. He's just a guy that you know kind of struggles with explosiveness and getting by guys, but he has a good floater, floater game. First round pick, 29th pick of the draft. Uh, he he went crazy in the G League. He had he had a fifty three point game and ten boards. Uh, he had a 30-point game. He averaged like 25 points in, in eight games in the G League. So, uh, But the only thing is that the point guard, we have so many guys. You have Tyus. You have DeLon. You have Ryan Rollins. They just picked up Jared Butler on a two-way contract. So they do have a good amount of guys where as far as big men, we have no bigs at this point. And, uh, and right now it's looking like Kuz is going to have to play center sometimes or he's going to play the five. Denny might have to play the five, you know, just in case with foul trouble for Gafford and Mascala. 
you know, he may be struggling against other bigger, bigger big men than him. So it, it, it's looking tough with the big man spot where it's kind of like we're desperate, where it's like, okay, if there's a young uh, prospect out there, you might as well take a flyer on, on a guy like Usman Group. I mean, like you said, this is a development year, so I, I have no problem with them seeing that, the, you know, a change of scenery could help Garuba. But I think that would be a solid move for this team because, like you said, defensive minded. You know, the, the big MO, uh, you know, as far as Weston said was, you know, this is the year for this new front office to find the pieces to kind of implement this system, which is a defensive system. You know, you know, the big knock on him was you didn't see a lot of improvement from the, de- the defensive side of this team. And his MO coming out of Denver was defense. And, you know, yeah, he came into a situation where, you know, the, the roster wasn't guaranteed. You know, you had veterans, you had young guys. And you, we, we talked a bunch about this, but now he has the chance to really find the personnel to implement this defensive system. And I think this, you know, Muscala, like, he ain't stopping nobody. You, you mentioned um, Stephen Adams. That's a strong cat, man. I've seen videos where that dude was picking dudes up like, like a grocery bag and just carrying them off the court. So I don't think there's anybody who's really going to match up against Stephen Adams. But, you know, you do need a guy who's going to be dominant and, you know, I get it. You know, when everybody talks about the modern day big, a guy can step out there like a cat. But look, Andre Drummond keeps getting contracts for a reason. You still need a guy who's going to be a defensive guy in the paint. You know, and I think he could provide that. Because like you said, Muscala is more of a stretch five. He's not really going to defend anybody. Um, it's really questionable what his fit is. So I would definitely welcome Garuba. Now, like you said, look at that point guard. You know, we, we got a lot of death right now. But I would still take a fly on, on Tata, man. You know, stash him in the G League. You know, after the deadline, see where we're at, see where Rollins is at, you know, and then see if you can get some playing time because I think he could definitely play at the NBA level. You know, he just needs to be, you know, you know kind of push along a little bit, you know, get some work in the, in the G League, but I think he'll be all right because I love this game in Kentucky. You know, he just needs the opportunity to kind of develop, and he will have that opportunity. So, like you said, this is the de- development league, man. Or not league, but year. Um, this is the year for this team to develop, you know, evaluate talent, see what we have. And I think Tatsai would be a big asset. The same thing Garuba. You know, um, as you mentioned, he played in Spain. Maybe he could help us find Zianic Zosa. Maybe we could finally find him, man. <laughs> so we'll see. But now I think you definitely got to take a fly on one of these two, man, because this is the time to find young talent, bring it along, and really see what we got in the long run because it's a rebuild. So if there's any time to really evaluate young talent and see if a change of city will help, this is the time. So, yeah, I'm definitely signing one of the two of these guys. I think that both can help this team going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then what's their plan with Jared Butler? So that's the only thing because we would have to. It would the only the only time I see Ty Ty Washington getting any playing time is after the trade deadline, after they trade, after they possibly trade DeLon right, after they possibly trade Tyus Jones. Tyus yeah. Jones, then Rollins would get more playing time. Jared Butler, Ty Ty. So it's just such a long jam. And then you know, of course, a lot of people who comment on our videos they want to see Jordan Poole at point guard. So we just have a lot of guards, a lot of point guards where we just don't have any bigs at all. They don't have a young prospect. Right now, that's going to play next year. Vucevic is the young prospect, big. Other than that, we have no young prospects at all. Gafford is, you know, he's in what year four, year five. So, you know, he he still is developing, but they don't have any young bigs on the, on the roster that they're really looking to develop at all. So, I, I think I think Gruba. I'm not the biggest fan of his game, but I like his defensive mindset, his defensive prowess. I wish, and he's he's a darn good passer too. So, uh, it's something to definitely think about. Um, but we're gonna get to a Hot take slash question. This one is kind of just a statement. We'll just react to that. But before we do get to that, today's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. Picking up burgers and hot dogs for a summer barbecue, you know you're already doing it, so why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? 
iBody gives you cash on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt offer, you shop, and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average iBody user earns $120 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you could use your cash back to buy that flight you've been you've been eyeing. You've been eyeing. That game you die, you're dying to go for, to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners five dollars just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use code locked this is jake from locked on locked on has teamed up with state farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in nba history after beating the heat led by lebron james and Dwayne wade in 2011 dirk nowitzki won an nba title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time but there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support dirk all the way to a championship jj barea Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so let's get to the hot take here. Uh, let's see here. Let me pull it up here. This one is on YouTube. Let me pull it up. My phone is loading. All right, this one is on YouTube. This one is from Khalid Shabazz5110 on YouTube. He says, should have kept Porzingis. He spelled it P-O-R-Z-I-N-G-A-S. Now we weak at power forward in center. I mean, I can't disagree with that, man. Um, When we were looking at this offseason, I always thought the KP might have been a candidate to stay. Um, Kyle Kuzma, I thought he was going to leave. But it was known that he liked Washington, so we retained him. But, I mean, I often think that what would this team look like if we retained KP Ankus and Bradley Bill was the guy who got traded? And it would have lined up with Jordan Poole, Kyle Kuzma, and KP. That's not bad. Now, I know that KP's hurt, which is always, a you know, <laughs> a question in everybody's mind. When is he going to get hurt? And we just we, we were blessed this year, you know, last year, where we pretty much got a healthy season out of him. But. I mean, looking at, you know, we were just talking about Garuba and the fact that we have lack of depth at the front court, man. You know, that is concerning. You know, it really is. You know, the, the, I think the big lineup did work last year with Gafford and KP. Uh, so should we have retained him? I mean, I'm kind of looking at the hot take. Um, that's it's a question. But then again, it's kind of the flip side. Um, you know, what, if we retained him, then he'd be hurt. So it's just it's one of those things in sports, man. You know, it's, it's a lot of things that we could have, should have. But I agree. I always thought that we should have thought about retaining him. Now, I get it that, you know, the front office came in. They had a vision for a rebuild where, you know, we I think we both kind of think it's a competitive rebuild. You know, they're not gonna, I mean, they're not going to win any championships, but they're going to be fun to watch. You know, you definitely have a lot of talent here, a lot of assets. But it's just one of those things where, you know, what if? 
I mean, I, I definitely thought that we could have maybe, I don't, you know, worked out a deal with him. But it just shows that we are in. I'm not, I'm not really pressing the the panic button yet. But we're in bad shape in the front court, man. I mean, if you look at front court, you got Gaff, Muscala. <laughs> you know it. what I mean? Like, you know, you got guys who can play the four and the three, but you know, we really don't have a legitimate guy that we can plug in at the four. You know what I mean? Like, I know Denny and Kuz can they can play the four, but they can also play the wing. But we're struggling, man. We got we got to find some depth. So, yeah, you can argue that maybe we should have retained him, but then the salary. So it's, it's a lot of us, man. You know, if I was GM, I would have retained him. I would have, you know, Kuzma, if that was an option, I would have definitely retained him also. And I definitely that, you know, Bradley Bill, I think that was the that trade that most of the fan base was looking forward to. But we'll see, man. You know, we're, we're hurting. So, yeah, looking at the hot take, I'm, I'm with you, Khalid. Uh, I think that is a solid hot take, man, because we, we're hurting the center in power forward, man. But, I mean, not so much power forward, I'll say that. I think more so center. Now, power yeah. forward, like you said, you got you got guys who can play the four. You know, Denny can play the four. Uh, Kuzma, that is his that's his preferred position. So, you know, we got more, we got some options at the four, but at center, E, we're hurting a little bit, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wes is going to have to, he's going to have to get creative. We're probably going to have to have a lot of small ball lineups where, you know, Kuz has played the five in the past. Uh, Denny could possibly play the five a little bit. It wouldn't be ideal at all. Like I, like I brought up some of the bigs we had, we would have to face, you know, even the Bam out of bio, Bam out of bio, a guy like him. Uh, Joel Embiid, even, even Brooke Lopez, the Cavaliers, they have two big men, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. So we're definitely going to struggle against other bigs, even Clint Capella. Uh, just looking at the list, uh, DeMontis Sabonis, we're going to struggle against him. Uh, Anthony Davis already brought him, Carl Anthony Towns, we're going to struggle against him. Now you look at the Thunder last year, they didn't have any big men either. That's because Chet Holmgren got hurt. So uh, they they were they were able to weather the storm and, and and make it work. Kind of playing a small ball, fast pace. We would just have to really push the pace to kind of mitigate not having a big out there. But uh, a guy like Garuba, I mean, he would only, he wouldn't help a lot, but he would just give you extra body out there. But Porzingis, as far as Porzingis, yeah, I think it was time to move on. I think he wanted to. I'm not sure. I'm just speculating. He probably wanted to go to a team that was more competitive, like the Celtics. The Celtics are obviously a championship contender, Eastern Conference Finals contender, basically every year with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, um, now Horford and those guys. Uh, so he probably wanted to move on to, to a more competitive team. But I think it was time to move on. Just the whole rebuild, the whole reset bet button. I think it was time to move on from Bill Porzingis, Kuzma. I understand them bringing him back because of the asset value, keeping his contract, training him, trying to get a first round pick. But I think they did the right thing moving Porzingis. Would I have liked to get a first-round pick? Of course. But, you know, you got Tyus Jones. You can flip him. They got a second-round pick. But, yeah, I think it was time to move on from Porzingis, to move on from the whole solid three. Just start fresh. Uh, let some young guys play. Yes, we're going to lose a lot of games, and we're going to get dominated in the paint. But um, if you were trying to win, of course, yes, you would try to keep Porzingis and kind of middle build, kind of like what Tommy Shepard was trying to do and um, trying to patch things together and keep guys around. And we just, you know, I just didn't think that was the right direction with this roster. I just think you you weren't going to win with Porzingis, Kuz, and Bill, or really with Porzingis, Kuz, and, and another guy. I still think you would barely make the play-in. And best case scenario, you would make the play-in with Porzingis and Kuz being your main guys. So I, I do think it was time to move on for Porzingis. But, yes, yes, you are correct, Khalid. We are very weak at um, the center as far as depth, depth, and uh, the power forward position, you kind of got some depth there. Kuz, Denny, Gallo, you know, you got Gallo. So, I mean, but he's not a great defender either. So, 
Yeah, defense is going to be rough. It's going to be a rough year defensively for the Warriors. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, man, best belief. Center position is weak. I mean, you know, I just, <laughs> but looking at KP, man, I agree with you, but I would have definitely, you know, I, I know there's a lot of speculation as far as, you know, was he willing to exercise his player option saying Washington, D.C.? You know, mm-hmm. there's some sources that said yes, some sources that said no. Um, if there was an option to do so, I would have retained him on a player option and then flip him. But it, it just shows that. But but I agree. I, I kind of look at it at both sides, man. You know, I agree that if, you know, if you had to move on from KP, get something for him. And we were able to, you know, work a contract where we got ties, where we got a guy who, you know, come in and play point guard till the deadline. But <laughs> But you got a guy come. He can come in and be that floor general that we need. So it's just it's just one of those things, man. It's just because <laughs> you see, I got my KP jersey in the back. It's, it's crazy <laughs> that we're talking about KP. But you know, we. I mean, is KP a talent that's going to like really change the landscape for the Wizards? Nah. I mean, you, you know, you he's just not that talent. No, I like KP. You know, he can definitely play some ball, but he's not a guy who's going to change too much. He's he's more of a complimentary piece. Um. So. Yeah, we'll see. I, you know, I think, but me personally, I thought that we maybe had a chance because think about it, man. No other team out there is going to pay him 35 mil. I'm just saying, no, 30 to 35, no other team was willing to do that. So I thought that just based on that, you know, he could have, we could have retained him, you know, him exercising his player option and maybe flip him at the deadline. So, you know, this is what it could have should us. It's just one of those things where, you know, we could say whatever. But the, the biggest thing here is this we have literally two centers. <laughs> I mean, and one is really a center who shouldn't play more than 20 minutes a game. No, no disrespect. You know, I, lo- I love me some Gav, man, but he's just not that guy that you could de- really depend, you know, depend on me really put him out there for 25, 30 points a game. Absolutely. No. And then Muscala, man, he couldn't defend the park bench. So and we, we, we got to work some out, man. You know, whether it's Garuba, take a, you know, we've got to really find some depth in the center position, man. And that's why I was believing that. You know, the our, the chances of them making a consolidation trade before the regular season, I think, is slim. But I'm starting to think it, it's it you have to because, you know, you look at several factors, man. Shemet's holding up a spot for either Johnny Davis or Bilal Kulabali. So Shemet, I don't, I never understood what his fit was going forward. Um, and then you can look at several players on his roster. We need another center, you know, and we need to clear up some space for Johnny Davis and Bilal Kulabali because year one of a rebuild, man. You know, those two guys aren't getting minutes. That's an issue, you know, and it, sh- it should not be held up by Landry Schmidt. Don't, I mean, I'm no disrespect to Landry Schmidt, man, but there's a reason why he's been on how many teams? You know, he's not a long term fit. You know, so we got, I think that we need to look at making the move, man. You know, I know that there's a lot of stuff going around, you know, James Harden, the, the constant soap opera, which is James Harden. And then, you know, Dame Lillard does yes, you know, but I think that if there's a chance, look at the market and find a big who can come in and really, provide quality minutes behind gap because we're going to need somebody who can come in and maybe play more minutes than gap. Cause like you said, we know what can gap can and can't do. Foul trouble is always an issue. Always going for those pump aches. You know, it's just, he has his limitations. So we have to find somebody who's going to be able to pro- provide some quality minutes because when he goes down, whether it's injury or foul trouble, are we really dependent on Mike Muscala? 
that's scary to me, man. You know, and like I said, no disrespect, but look, we're here to analyze. And I'm just look, <laughs> Muscala ain't guarding nobody. So we have to find, figure this thing out before the regular season starts, man. Because whether we're rebuilding or competing, you still need depth at a center position, regardless. So yeah, I definitely think we need to make a consolidation trade, man. That's my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll see how how it works out. We'll see what Will Dawkins if he can work some magic and make some moves to show up the backcourt or even next year, then they, they probably do have to target draft and a big man. We'll see how, what, you know, what bigs in the draft. We know a couple of years from now, Cooper flag and uh, Carlos Boozer son is coming out. So I'm not too sure what bigs are coming out of the draft. We'll look at that. They may have to target that Ooh, real quick. Keep your eye on a mod Bradshaw, man. I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying to tell you, he can play some ball, man. He would be the answer. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said, this, this draft coming up, man, is a very forward heavy draft. But, I mean, that's why I think that everybody's mind is going to be on forwards, man. You got to look at a couple key areas, which is center and point guard. So, yeah, you're right, man. I mean, there's options going forward. Cooper Flag, oh, my Lord. You put him in a Wizards jersey, man. <laughs> look, that's box office, man. You see the videos of him? I mean, he can play some ball. <laughs> right. But right, we're going to wrap it up here. We just want to thank you guys for listening and making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts make sure you guys hit the notification bell and subscribe on youtube hell to the wizards peace hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today